welcome back to the No Business Podcast. We're we're back on day twelve of the quarantine series. Can't believe it's been twelve days. Oh, well, I guess it's been like well, fourteen yeah, we days. Well, twelfth episode, couple days, but um... yeah, more details about those will obviously be coming. But we're glad you're tuned in for the twelfth episode of the quarantine series. We're very proud of this, and uh, this episode's definitely going to be a treat, right, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. We had a fantastic interview i know we say that all the time but i mean they are all fantastic but this one uh this one was just an amazing chat we had with uh an old friend of ours evan corman who is finishing up school currently and soon to be part of our armed forces uh by way of the u.s army um we had a fantastic chat with him about all of that and i will let him get into all that and much much more in this interview so we really hope you enjoy that Joining us on the pod right now is Evan Corman. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is awesome. I'm so, dude. I I am I'm so stupid when I'm with Instagram and like social media because I saw when you first followed me, I didn't look at the description of what even you were doing. I just saw you and Zach in the profile picture, and I was like, "This has got to be the greatest thing ever." Immediately followed. I was like, "Let's this go." So cool. it didn't. Look- <laughs> Thank you for saying or- that at anything like not like where you're at like what you're talking about didn't worry about any of that i was like already i know this is gonna be a great podcast doesn't even matter thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that is hilarious so uh let's get right down to it uh what uh gosh we haven't talked since years i mean years so years uh we went to high school together the three of us you were a couple years younger than us so we are wondering right now what are you up to so right now I'm home for spring break because we got the virus going on. Um, this is my last semester. I go to Shippensburg University in central Pennsylvania, um, right outside of Harrisburg. And this is, yeah, like I said, this is my last semester. I'm just home for right now. Um, I, I won't be having a graduation, which kind of sucks. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm sure they will have like an online thing or something. But I will be commissioning into the United States Army, though when I graduate. Oh, okay. Uh, what are you, what are your, do you already know your job that you're going to do? Yep. So I will be a field artillery Lieutenant. Um, the same thing that, uh, Ooh. Dan Martin's actually doing. Oh, that's oh, no, awesome. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, so, okay. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's sort of where we wanted to start with you. So take us through the mindset behind making that decision of, uh, of enrolling or enlisting, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Um, so actually, Zach can even add on to this. So it's one of those things where I grew up in that very like blue collar American town where we had like the big Memorial Day parades all the time. And everyone was pretty American and pro military in our town. Zach can probably um, add on that, to that. That's funny um, because Jordan didn't know. I had to tell him before you jumped on the call is that we used to be neighbors. For like years, like we were neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And Zach, so Zach can even remember this. Like we grew up, wake up at the crack of dawn and we would just play like guns and army in the backyard, like all oh day long. Oh my God, yeah. Just <laughs> all, like, all 8, 8 a.m. right in the morning, everybody just wake up. Everybody would like congregate at somebody's house. It was probably right. usually your house, honestly. Right, usually. yeah. We just, we, we set up the HQ here. We'd be ready to go. We'd just like terrorize the neighborhood <laughs> around, running around with toy guns and stuff. Oh, um man. 
but yeah, like, so I, I grew up in that kind of lifestyle where like the military was always kind of there. Like my, my grandfathers um, were both veterans. One served in World War II and other served in the Korean War. I don't have any other family members that did serve in the military, um, not my, my dad or uncles or anything like that. But, um, you know, anytime I would see them or anytime they'd see me playing around, they'd be like, you know, you're like, you'd be a good soldier, Evan. Like you would, you would do well in the military. Like you were thinking about doing that when you're older. I'm a, a little kid at the time, but like, yeah, I want to be a GI Joe. Um, but you know, like as, as time progressed and everything, and, um, like when I went to like, even though like in middle school, I was like, yeah, I think I, I should do the military thing when I, uh, after like college. And then, you know, I went to high school and I kind of got really into sports and like soccer. I was like, oh no, I, I should be a soccer player. Like that'd be really, really cool. And then, um, once I graduated or right around, I was about to graduate. I was like, you know what? No, I think, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do the military. I don't know what branch I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to do air force, Navy, army, um and then someone told me they're like hey like if you're interested in the military but you still want to go to college you should do rotc which stands for the recruitment officer training corps um and that's different from like an academy because academy right away you're going to do active duty army with rotc you could be in the army reserves you can be in the national guard like that's what dan martin did um or you can get an active duty slot which is harder because you're at a normal university so lucky me i did get an active duty slot um, I did get the branch that I wanted to go into and yeah, that's, and now I did my four years, my four semesters, so school and military training. And now here I am. What was that? Uh, what was that balance like of balancing the, uh, the military training in school? It was, it wasn't as bad. I think it like in the beginning, my, my freshman year, it wasn't as terrible because right when you go in, um, they know you're new. So they're not really going to put everything on you right away. You will have to learn a lot, but it's very manageable, time manageable. Um, I, it was harder for some people who kind of like wanted to try it, just try it out. And they didn't really know how like the military worked. Like I kind of knew when I was going into it, like, okay, it's going to be a little strict when we do some training and like, you got to follow orders. You got to do what they tell you. And like some kids weren't like that. They didn't want to have that, that mindset. Um, but it wasn't as hard more so in my sophomore junior semester, it gets harder because they put more of that responsibility on you. They give you leadership positions, leadership roles. Um, you're in charge of more people, more situations and, you know, their lives matter to you. Like you're, you're in charge of them on the weekends. You have to protect them as you get that higher leadership position, the older you get. And, um, that, that kind of took more, not, not so much of a toll, but it took out more time. That's, that's where the, the balance got harder because there's just so much going on with taking care of your own people, your friends. And then, oh, I still got to graduate. I still got to do my homework and stuff, but it was manageable. So it wasn't terrible. It was definitely not easy. It was super hard, especially because I struggle in school. I'm not a, an A plus student by any means, but, um, but yeah. Well, you're an A plus guy in our books. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do. No, what, um... you, no, continue. Sorry. No, you can go. You can go. You're good. No, I was just gonna say. I'm like, I just their names should just be like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's po- podcast. Like that's how freaking good looks <laughs> right in the picture right there. We appreciate the compliment. We're, we're gonna much. we're gonna um, quote you on that. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. Uh, after you graduate, I apol- apologies for my end of what position you'll be taking in, in the army. What is that? What what does that position entail exactly? So when I graduate, I become a, a lieutenant, an officer in the army, because I did college and military at the same time. Um, so as a lieutenant, as a le- you're, you're, le- you're the leader, you're in charge, um, or so we like to say, people make fun of second lieutenants because we're always getting lost. Um, you can even ask 
uh, Danny Martin about that. But um, so I'm going to be a field artilleryman, like I said. My job will be to support the infantry that's on the ground. So I'll be using the big guns, the big cannons. Um, we call them howitzers or the Paladin tanks, which is you can look it up. It's these massive guns um, that fire at extraordinary range and um, they just fire like the biggest bomb you've ever seen in your life. But anyways, uh, my job really is being in that behind the scenes kind of, so not really directly in the field, but kind of right behind where the infantry be, would be at providing support, um, writing down coordinates, getting like radio calls saying like, Hey, we need support at this Hill at this corner, Roger. And then I would write the coordinate down. I get my guys ready. And then I would tell them where to fire it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I know that's kind of a mouthful. Tell me if I'm going too fast too. No, no, you're good. Don't even worry about it. Um, my one thing I had just to rewind a little bit, how supportive were your parents with, uh, with all that decision and all of this? Um, because I'm only asking because me personally, that was like military was never, ever an option. Like my dad was in the Navy. Yeah. But my mom right. never, ever let me do something like that ever. <laughs> that was never <laughs> on the table for me, whether I wanted to or not. Um, so I'm curious how uh, supportive your parents were with that decision. They were, they were very, very supportive of it. Actually, they were, they were the parents that they knew, like they, they were big military supporters in general. And they knew like watching me grow up, they're like, you know, Evan probably is going to be involved in something in the military. Like he just generally, generally likes that kind of stuff. He has that leadership ability. Like he adapts very quickly that, to that kind of um, structure and that type of uh, environment. So they were, they were very supportive of me doing it. Um, they definitely didn't want me to do like the most dangerous jobs so of being a, a, an infantryman or doing, um, I don't know, being like an Apache helicopter pilot or something like that, which is badass. Right. But um, yeah, no, they, they were very, very supportive of it, actually. That's good to know. That's, uh, that's got to be comforting on your end for sure. It, it, no, it definitely was. It definitely was. Uh, curious. Uh, what are you studying in school? Exactly. So I originally was a communications major and then I switched to, oh. um, yeah. Um, and then I switched to, uh, history actually. Um, so now I'm going to have a history and international studies, but that's a minor. So, um, and also actually we get a military science minor for doing ROTC. So it's a history major with two minors, international studies and military science. Oh, that's awesome. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So you're a, you're a busy boy. <laughs> so it, it definitely gets busy yeah it's, it's it hasn't been easy at all it's been very very uh very hard but I've, I've gone through it so i'm just pissed that i don't get my graduation and work all that hard just to get that damn piece of paper i can't <laughs> be walking out you know what i mean yeah. we were we were me and jordan on i forget what episode it was but we were or maybe it was an episode it was a conversation before but uh, the school I went to canceled their graduation and I still have a bunch of friends who still go there. And one of my friends was like, I don't know why I feel so emotional about this. And I'm like, you should feel emotional. Like you busted your ass for four years. And yes, it's a little moment of going across the stage and getting your degree, but it's still a big moment. It's still, you should feel emotional about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't think some people just don't realize how much time and effort, um, kids have not even kids anymore because like we're men and women at that stage um yeah. have put in to truly either like figure out who they themselves are or get to the job that they thought they never could be and prove a lot of people wrong and to be told like hey even though you did this for four years sorry we're just gonna send you a diploma in the mail and hopefully you get your job like it's 
that's that's like devastating to even hear that. Um, on my end, it's not as bad because I already know my what my job is and I'm going to be doing it. But for other people, it sucks for them because they're like, oh, damn. Like, you know, I, I grew up with, well, not grew up. I mean, um, I've been with these my friends these four years and I've been working hard and we've been through some rough times, some great times. And now I, I don't even really get to see them. That's a great yeah. point. Uh, that was really well said. Um, that that moment of that whole culmination of the last four years of, like you said, busting your ass and all that work and um that's just taken away from you guys which i mean like you said even for you yeah you know what your job's gonna be but like having that moment of like oh my god like this is it this is we're on to the next chapter that's just taken away and i me and zach i know feel for you guys deeply i mean it's 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 also again it's a very tough situation with everything that's going on but i mean i hope they at least reconsider on postponing it or something i i know that the school I went to canceled as well. And there's not really any, any sight of a future thing, but I know, I mean, I know for you, you obviously be enlisting and going, but like for your friends and stuff, like at least have the potential to do like a winner thing or something. I don't even know. It's, it's a tough, again, it's hard to be, it's hard to be furious at the school. I mean, you can obviously, cause they're taking that away from you guys, but with everything going on in the world right now, it, I, it's hard to, to be like a hundred percent like upset. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? No, I, I completely agree with you. It's, and I, that's not even the first thing I thought of when I was told like, Hey, you're probably not going to get graduation. And then they officially were like, yeah, you're not going to get it. I wasn't like, you know, Oh, screw you guys. Like I wasn't really pointing it at the school. I just knew with everything, like you're saying with everything going on, it's they're trying their best to work with the government with um, like how, what the governor's asking for and just trying to, keep everyone safe in general like they're just do- they're doing the best they can there's not a whole lot they can do and like it's it sucks to say this it's probably the best thing to not have everyone you know walk out of graduation because then it's just going to keep yeah. progressing this um this virus that's going on but no i completely agree with what you're saying yeah no uh i totally agree uh evan that's a really good point too um it's not yeah like you even said it's not necessarily the school's fault and it's probably for the better that they don't have like the gathering like that um but I mean, nonetheless, it's still uh, extremely unfortunate, and uh, we really feel for you guys uh, not being able to have that moment. But yeah. um, okay, so let's um, let's stay on the virus a little bit. With everything that's going on uh, all across the country, have you, being a part of the military, have you had to uh, like have they called upon you in any special way? Have you had to do anything? that you wouldn't normally do because of all this or, or are you in the same boat as the rest of us? Like we're just at the mercy of this and just waiting around for the next step. So we'll, we'll both in hand in a way. So a lot of the stuff that we had to do originally militarily at our school in order to commission and graduate has been canceled and has either been just postponed or they're just like, you know what, we don't really need to have this. And um, another of it is like, they've been kind of saying the same thing where we know as much as you guys, we, or like our leadership is telling us that where we just, we don't know, um, uh, people in the national guard that are going to our school have been called upon to help, or they could volunteer to go and help stop the virus. Um, in my situation, situation, excuse me, um, since I'm active duty, if there is a special order that is given out by, um, our commander in chief, the president, Donald Trump, um, 
then I would be have to be called upon to go and help. But that seems very unlikely. That's that's like if it really, really, really got out of hand and they really needed help, then I would be called upon to go and help. As of sit, seats right now, I don't really have to do much. So like I'm in the same boat with you guys. I'm just waiting around trying to stay the best in shape, you know, listening to your awesome podcast and trying to figure out what else is going to go on. But um, yeah, like I don't I don't know really if that that it would get that bad for me to go and, and help out that way as much as I, I would love to go and help but yeah but like you said hopefully it doesn't get to that point where uh you need to step in because then like you said it would get it would be out of hand at that point right um where do you in your personal opinion where do you see this going within the next week month six months to a year I think it's going to, for them, I think right now they finally are able to figure out the tests that they can use to, to get people to go and figure out if they actually have or not. Cause like when it first started, they really didn't know how to test it. They just kind of were going through the motions of it, keeping people quarantined and, and not doing a whole much because they just didn't know what to do yet. It was happening so rapidly. And now that they have everything kind of figured out in order in a way there, and even though they're still getting new people, new cases, and people are even dying from it, they're starting to get closer teams, better scientists, better work. And I think it, like, I know, um, what was, what was the, I think it's like April 30th or something like that is when we're kind of like allowed to not social distance. I, I forget the date that they were announcing it. It got, yeah, they extended social dis- uh, distancing till April 30th. You were correct. Okay. Right. Um, and I, I think honestly, like, I think around later April or even, um, like middle May, that's when they're kind of going to be like, you know what, it's, it's pretty down now. There's still some people that have it, but it's, it's really short. And I think that's, I don't think it's going to take another like six or seven months for them to really figure it out or it's, it, it might get worse. Something like that. I don't think that's going to happen because I think they just have the people that they need now most to really help out with what's going on. Interesting. Well, I sure hope you're right. <laughs> So do I. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. You're at home, obviously, right? Correct. Right. What are you, What are you doing to stay busy? Like, what are you watching or doing? How are you staying fit? That's a. Well, so I <laughs> I still keep it to a a military. I I keep it as if I was still at school. So I still keep it to that military stand. I still wake up at the crack of dawn, five thirty, go on a nice long distance run, and I come back and I do a workout. Um, the rest of the day, like I'll have my online classes during the week. I'll do that. And I mean, now since I have more downtime and I can't really do even that much, like I'll get my work done that I need to. And then like, I'll, I don't know, like watch a movie, play some video games, um, see my girlfriend, something like, you know, I can't really go and visit any friends or anything like that. But, um, for the most part, that's what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, no, waking up at the crack of dawn, staying in shape. Um, it's what I'm, the main thing that I'm, I'm, I'm that's gonna, awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, awesome. uh, that's yeah. I'm impressed because that takes a lot of discipline to go from uh, one place and doing one thing to now completely different place, a different lifestyle, and mm-hmm. still keep that same structure. Uh, that's a lot of people can learn from that. Well, it's just something that you're melted into with the military. Like you just when you first start, you you kind of are lazy with that. Like you don't want to wake up that early, and you don't want to keep that. Like when I would come home for summer vacation or um, or winter break or something, it's like I didn't really want to continue to wake up that early and go and work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm at that age and at the stage where it's like, I want to keep that because I always want to be ready because you never know. You never know when they're going to call me and need me and I got to be fully prepared. And um, you also want the younger class and you want your your lower, um, your ranks or whatever to to look up to you in that way too. You want them to follow you because um, a leader is not going to sit around eating donuts all day. He's going to be the one that's 
you know, doing basically what I'm trying to do is stay in shape, do my work and keep a clear conscience. Don't freak out. Um, and just try to do your best you can. That was very well said. Uh, I wish more people thought like that, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shifting gears a little bit, uh, you mentioned you were a history major or yeah, history major, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we, not sure if you heard, but we, well, Zach recently did, uh, he listed off every U S president in order. It was very impressive. <laughs> so my question is, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So my question, <laughs> my question is, in your opinion, Evan Corman, who was the best U S president ever? So there's, so I have my favorite president and then I know, I think I knew who the best president of the United States was. Um, I did the, when I answered this question, Jordan gave me this question. I did the same thing. Yeah. Who my favorite was, and then who I actually thought was. It, it, right. Cause like, you can't just say like, Oh, like Obama's my favorite president. But like the reality is, was he the greatest president though? You know, like you have to look at all yeah. everything that happened. Um, yeah, that's fair. And um, nothing against Obama. He's a good dude, but um Man, greatest president. You're making Who's me... your favorite? My my favorite is John. Yeah, Kennedy. let's let's start there. My favorite is, is John Kennedy. Um, the reason being is I just the time that he was in, and everything that he did within that short time of period as as the president was the right thing to do. And the guy was a strong dude when it came to just politics in general. He wasn't even really a politician. He actually was a terrible student if you research him and like um, his time in Harvard, I think it was and everything. Um, Yeah. The guy wasn't like the the brightest either, but he just knew what the right thing to do when it came to like really bad situations happening with other cultures, um, with the military, with overseas, with everything, like the Cuban missile crisis, all that stuff. And like people will blame him for a lot of the stuff that happened, but it it really wasn't his fault. I won't go on everything about John Kennedy, but, um, and then, the greatest president of all time, I probably would go with Abraham Lincoln. I mean, that's a good answer. Okay, guy yeah. slavery. That that's probably who I would say is our all-time greatest American president. That's funny, Evan. My favorite president is J, uh, JFK. That's who I said. Right. Why do you like him? The, the exact same thing you said. Swear to God. Right. You listen to the episode, the whatever episode it was. I forget. I think it was like an episode or two ago. Same thing. <laughs> uh, I said I forget who I said Jordan who did I say as the who I thought was the greatest president um I think F- FDR F- yeah I think it was FDR that that was that I was see it was Abraham Lincoln or FDR that's who I was in between with the greatest American president I feel like I feel like when you you think of that question a couple come to mind Absolutely. like I'd say Abraham Lincoln comes to my mind when I think of that question right right because, like, if you look at the presidents beforehand, they were still, like, starting out presidents for our country. Yeah. Like, we didn't, re- we didn't have an established government or anything until the later 1700s into the 1800s. So <clears throat> it wasn't until Lincoln really stepped in and was like, this is how our country should really be run. And um, I think he was, he, was the, he was the man. I think he was the, our greatest one. But, um, but FDR is definitely another one. Um, cause he was, FDR was definitely during our, like, second toughest time. Because he had the Civil War with Lincoln. And then you have FDR with um, the Great Depression and then World War II. Yeah, tough times. I mean, it it's crazy. You got to – I mean, right now is a tough time, and you kind of got to think about that, right? Like, how is how's Trump handling it and stuff like that? Like, mm-hmm. this will be in the history book someday. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's crazy right. to think about. 
it's very very divided not in like a in a violent way i would say but more so just a like a like a visual and and like a mindset of how like things should be in 2020 I, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's that's the way i kind of think of it so and like i'm very open to understanding new ideas and the how thing what what is really right what's really wrong to really say when it comes to politics and look i'm the last person that knows anything about politics in general um but i mean you're preaching to the choir we don't know shit about politics i i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't tell you anything i just like i just know the history of our, our presence and everything and then like everything else like i couldn't tell you how the cabinet works or what i have absolutely no idea cabinet is where we keep the spices right yes um i believe the oregano and what's the other one? Oh, um some of the italian pepper Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, another history question for you. Do you think the Constitution should be rewritten to better, um, how do I want to say this, to better, I guess, represent society today? That that is a really really good question, and it's it, that's that's something that, that needs to be taken very seriously too when you're even answering that. So, um, I mean, like short and sweet, it's. Yes, it can be. It, it definitely can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, that's th- I. When you really read it and you look at certain things, and you're like, oh, "What are what do they actually mean by that?" Like, if, if you look at that in today's world, it's like, "I don't think that should be allowed." And then other things are like, "Yes, like we should always keep that for the rest of our lives in this country." Um, I don't know. It's one of the things I think it, it always can be, but will it really ever be? I don't. I don't. I don't know if it will. I have no idea. Mm. No, that's that's a fair answer because um, we don't know, but uh, I know people have talked about that, and uh, it's been a topic of uh, debate certainly. But um, yeah, I'm just so curious about that because the ideals of and morals of hundreds and hundreds of years ago might not necessarily be the same as you know today. Right. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, you being a history guy, how you feel about that? Because like, like we said, we don't know anything about anything. So Right. And I, um, I can't even name yeah, just, like the, the Constitution itself is long as hell. Like that, it is super, super yeah. long. It's super in depth. And like if you read the original one, like all that, it's kind of like broken English in a way. It's, it's a little confusing to even read. Um, you, you need like Google Translate or something to really like understand what's going on. <laughs> but like I said, like you have to look at certain things were said, what they really were meaning in that context during like when they actually made the constitution and how it can relate today. And then you, it, it's, it's a debate. It's like, yeah, no, we should definitely keep that or no, that we shouldn't keep that. But who am I to say that? Like, you know, I have to follow the constitution, follow what uh, my government tells me to do. So. Mm. Fair. That's a fair answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's switch gears a little bit, um, get into one of your hobbies that we are very fond of. Uh, so you, I don't know what the jargon or lingo is, but you slap the, slap the, what do they say when, you you, you play the drums. Yeah, were you, were you about correct? to say slap at the bass? No, no, <laughs> I was going to think of like slapping some sort of like skin for like, or leather, so whatever the drums are made out of. All right. Dude. <laughs> I was trying to think of something slick. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell those things are made out of. I just love the sound they make. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how long have you been uh, playing? I played, I've been playing drums since I think fourth grade. I just started with a normal snare drum and um, you'll remember this, Zach, uh, Mr. Patzel's, uh band. <laughs> and, um, oh god um, i played the trombone in that that's right you did play the trombone i forgot about that 
Um, I bet Zach did play the trombone. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually did. But no, I'm good sure job, you good, did. good try, good try at a joke. <laughs> but he played a damn no, good. I'm tr- not sure who's joking. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Zach would play the uh, skin flute. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's on an instrument there. He was the uh, the true harmonica player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but oh my god. Yeah, no. Starting in fourth grade, um, I played piano all before that, even in. Well, I stopped playing. I played piano since God. Um, she's like uh, first or second grade. I remember when I started that, and I, I ended that like in seventh grade. But I, yeah, I've been playing drums since fourth grade. Haven't stopped since. Um, I did the official jazz band in uh, in Peabrook High, and then I did on the side of that my own little. Well, it wasn't it wasn't mine personally, but I did a little uh, jazz quartet with. Um, a couple of my buddies uh, and we played at like openings for restaurants. Um, we played at for a wedding ceremony. We played uh, just at like restaurants and, and like big parties that were going on um, stuff like that. But afterwards when I went to college and everything, I had to kind of step away from it because I couldn't bring a full drum set. Um, drum set in my basement is huge. Um, and I, I just didn't really play that often. Even when I came home, I kind of just stepped away from it because I got really into the military and everything in school and stuff. Um, and then it actually was recently like this past winter break, I think, or even a little bit before that, that I kind of like sat back on there. I like dust off the dust of the sticks. I was like, God, I missed the sound of this. I just started playing. I was like, you know what? I got to show people I can still do this shit. Like, this is so fun. Um, and I just started continue to play it and now i've kind of gotten really more into it i keep adding more to it and um i just love playing it question question i have to ask okay evan were you in history of rock and roll in uh in high school did you take that class i did with mr fleming dude you were in our band it was you me and mike Derek, and right well am i right <laughs> was that i dude i can't remember I, was that us i swear dude we we at the our project is, is that we had to do something i don't know if you were i feel like you were we had to perform a song at the end uh you had a group of four and i swear to god you were in my group dude you're you're definitely right i don't remember specifically like what we played or how we did it but you're definitely right i remember that class and i i totally i the tiger was it i the t- <laughs> i the t- yeah and then and then you were doing the drums. I forget. And me and Mike were singing. Me and Mike uh, sang. It was the funniest. Oh my god, that's so funny. It was hilarious, dude. But um, what are kind of like when you were growing up, like maybe like towards like you know the end of middle school and stuff. Like who were you, like your inspirations, like music wise? Like who'd you who'd you like listening to? Um, so I think when I just played the drums, or when I played when I played the drums for with music and popular artists, it was mostly like rock and roll and an alternative kind of rock and pop. Um, Cause like, I didn't even, I didn't really listen to rap. I didn't even listen to jazz at the time. Cause I thought it was like super boring. And I just, I really liked um, like even like old rock and, and Motown, especially Motown was really big when I was like in middle school. Cause my dad was a huge Beatles, um, uh, Rolling Stones, Beach Boys. And um, he was a big jazz fan too, but he also loved, uh, um, what else um, a lot of like pop and contemporary and, and Motown um, so he, he showed me all that and I love that and I was like I can play this with, with the drums and the, the thing with like rock and and even like pop or um, and uh, like that that old like 60s Motown kind of music it's all kind of the same beat so it's easy to play it's not very hard to play but it's fun 
because the, su- the, the songs are like popular and it's fun to play around and it's, and it's easy. It's not really hard to join in um, to Paul McCartney or playing in with, uh, with Ray Charles or something, whatever. Um, so like a lot of the original old artists, th- that's what I was really listening to, like in the middle square. Once I got into high school, like I listened to more like rap artists and stuff like that. I started getting into that. I didn't really play the drums to that. Um, but then I really got into to jazz too. Um, and a lot of people don't like jazz because it's like super boring nowadays. Well, that's, and that's what they think. And it's just not what the kids are listening to anymore. Um, it's just from an- another era, but if you've never really listened to jazz or like a big band jazz, like on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, just give it a look, just look up like just big band jazz from like the forties or something, just like a live show of it. And it'll, it'll actually blow your mind. It's actually pretty cool. We'll do. Yeah. We'll do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, don't, I apologize if you already mentioned this, but who taught you or did you teach yourself how to play the drums? Um, I guess I could say Mr. Patesel taught me originally, but I went to the man. I know. I went to um, Dave Phillips Music and Sound in Hebert, right across from the high school. Um, there's a music store right over there. And then um, around like my sophomore, junior in high school, I went to Moravian College and I was getting private lessons from a private um, drum instructor over there who really taught me some cool tricks and like just better ways to play the drums in general. Um, and yeah, that, that's around the time that I kind of like opened up to playing to more other artists because nowadays like I'll play to anything I'll play to rap I'll play to pop rock country um like anything really it's it's I've just learned that's what's great the beauty about drums is people think like when we're going super fast we're playing it's like super hard to do it's super hard to keep that beat it really isn't like if you just practice the general beats of all those songs they're pretty much the same in all of those types of genres of music um unless you listen to Dave Matthews band that drummer's crazy but <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 where I I really learned. I didn't teach myself, um, but I I definitely practice a shit ton to really teach. So like yeah, I would my instructors would teach me the basics, and then I would really take that and go home and teach myself all the crazy stuff to add on to with that. Mm. Interesting. So he would give you the foundation, then you would just take it and run with it. Right. So like I would throw in like a tune or something, and I would like play the beat that the tune has, but then like I would throw in my little fills here and there. And then I would like make it larger and larger and larger. And eventually I would just like drum solo, like in the middle of random songs. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'd, I'd be like, you know, doing a regular beat to like Michael Jackson or something. And all of a sudden you would just, he'd be like, and then just like this random drum solo coming out of nowhere. It would just be like completely off beat too. And I would just like get into it. But yeah, that's hilarious. Cause yeah, no, uh, cause I can relate for sure to that. Cause I just started painting recently, uh, like some last oh. summer, I think. And so I watch, I would watch Bob Ross and he, it's the exact same way. He would show you the basics, show you the foundation, the different strokes. And then he would say, okay, you take it, you do whatever you want. You can put a tree here if you want. It, it's the same kind of thing. He would want, he show you the basics foundation, how to do everything. And then you take it and run with it. I think right. I, me personally, that's the best way for me to learn. Um, I know not everyone's like that, but uh, I'm it's I'm happy to hear that you're a similar way. Yeah, because it's an art music, music and like you know, painting, which, by the way, that's awesome. You love Bob Ross and painting. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's very it's you're like you said, it's very similar in the way how you adapt to it. Um, and in order to become really good at that, you have to kind of take it your own. You have to kind of teach it yourself. So like you're saying with painting, like Bob Ross would teach you the basics, but then you would understand like how to add your own, add your own little tree, add your own little, whatever you, you were painting. Exactly. Um, 
But you know, I totally you agree. Sort of with teach you. yourself to to think differently and look at it differently. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that also helps in life in general too. So when you're learning, like even like if you're learning like a, a hard way to paint something, or you're learning a hard way to drum and put a fill in. Um, and like it, it gives you frustrating, even though it's just music, but you practice so hard and you're like, you're not getting it. And then eventually you kind of just get it. You just let yourself kind of just do it. And then it kind of like falls on to when you're doing regular stuff throughout your day that might piss you off or might like, you know, drive you crazy because you're not getting it. But then you'll kind of relax and calm down and be like, it's OK, you'll get it. You'll just get it. Mm. Yep. So uh, I think my last question for you then uh, is something like. If there is one thing that you could instill in the American people, what would it be? One thing that you want them to think more about or a lesson that you want them to uh, adopt in their life, what would that be, Evan Gorman? Um, I tell people to relax. And that is spreading out into a lot of different corners. Um, and I won't like take up a lot, a lot more of your time or anything like that. No, no, please um, feel free. But when I say relax, I just want to say, um, don't immediately jump in to that conclusion or what you really want to think. If you really are positively think that you, you're right and so-and-so is wrong or something like that. Um, take it easy, calm down for a minute and realize that you might not be right. And the other person that's talking, you might actually be giving you some good information. You might actually, he or she might actually be right. They actually might be something you've never seen before. And they actually might be more helpful than you even realize. Um, so relax and kind of keep an open mind in a way. So don't, don't always rush to, rush to conclusions. Don't always think that, um, you know, this is the end or this is going to, I messed up or whatever. Um, it's okay. It's, it, will, it will be okay. Just take it easy. Take a breather. You'll be fine. Um, and just keep pushing. It's all right. Wow. Uh, well said. My eyes are watering. That was fantastic. <laughs> I love that answer. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, people can learn a lot from that. Just that one statement. But uh, I think that's all we got for you today. Uh, this has been absolutely fantastic. Um, Thank you for coming on, Evan. We really appreciate it. Guys, I'm so happy. Minute, but... No, dude, anytime. I would love to come back again, um, unless you're just like, no, screw this guy. But um... <laughs> of course not. Come on. <laughs> Um, you called us the you you called jordan leonardo DiCaprio me brad Pitt. where where you're coming on yeah again. do you want to just like be on the show like permanently i would i would absolutely love that i would just love to just come to be like, anything you all right zach about. you're out <laughs> hey private corbin that's okay now you all guys right, are the so, best uh, cool. podcast we'll, uh, we'll send you the papers over and we'll get it started yeah, no, let, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll move over there, get a nice little apartment. Um, drinks are on me, whatever you guys want. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's get it going. But um, no, seriously, um, I think it's really great what you guys are doing. And um, I love how it's the both of you because I know personally you guys are both great people. Um, I just want to say I appreciate everything you guys did and said to me as a friend when we were in high school and growing up and everything. Um, and you, it really, really means a lot to me. And I, I promise you, I don't forget any of the times that we spent with each other, even though it's been a while since we've seen each other. Um, but it's just great to know what you guys are doing. Um, and everyone's really, really proud of you, um, especially I'm sure your parents and your friends, girlfriends, whatever. Um, but keep doing what you guys are doing. We need more of it. And um, I'm so happy for you guys. Congratulations. Okay, wait. Now I'm actually going to fucking cry. Yeah. That, <laughs> Thank you that, so much. That was awesome, uh, man. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Wow. Um, <laughs> that was really nice of you. And uh, the, we, we, the feeling we, is mutual. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm glad 
we met you. <laughs> I know we were a couple <laughs> years apart in high school, but um, yeah, uh, we feel the same way. No, absolutely. Sure. Wow. Uh, well, thank you again for coming on. You'll definitely be back, of course. Uh, no question. Oh, 100%. Whenever you need me. I don't care if I'm absolutely. in the toilet for one random reason. Just call me up be like, yep, we're good. Moving. <laughs> awesome, man. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll, so we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a good one, guys. Take it easy. See ya. Yeah. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The first word that comes to mind about this interview is, wow, man, that well said, very very great opinions and just great advice for everybody out there. We really hope you took a lot from that interview. I know me and Jordan def- definitely did. Uh, Jordan, would any thoughts on, on, on uh, that? Yeah, no, it was, I mean, you said it, it was just an absolutely amazing interview. Um, and it, it, we got to keep in mind, like the kid's what, 20, 21 years old, something like that. Maybe 22. He's probably 21, 22, um, 22. I, probably. Yeah, he's, or... he's mature beyond his years. He's, he's an old soul. He's, He's uh, very wise for his age, uh, as you guys have heard. The truth in his words, like, I don't know, the or the passion in his, the passion in his words. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he tells it how it is. He wants what's best for everybody, man. He thinks he thinks of everybody else for himself. He's just that type yeah, of person. Absolutely. And he'll definitely be back on again. Uh, so we really hope you guys enjoyed that um, and take his words uh, to heart a bit, because I think we can all take a little something and- from uh, those lessons. And again, thanks, thanks for Evan. Shout out to Evan for coming on and being our guest. We really appreciate uh, appreciate yes, having you. Course. And again, you're welcome back yeah, anytime. Anytime. Um, but that is going to do it for us today. Then uh, stay tuned tomorrow for another fantastic interview, um, which we're really looking forward to, and hope you guys are too. So we will see you then.